Okay, those of you that have a Bible, and um, I want you to get it out, and let's, um, let's take a look at the Word of God this morning. Is anybody excited about the Word of God this morning? Okay, now listen, if you have an electronic Bible, you can get it out. If you have an iPad or a phone, you can go on that. If you guys have that and would like to utilize that device for a Bible, and you don't know how to do that, see Pastor Shelley. She'll be glad to help you download an, an, a Bible app, and you'll be able to see that. So um, how many of you know we are in a new era? Say a new era. We're in a new era, so we're going to change things up. So church is not going to be like it has been before. And there's some times where you're like, okay, I'm ready for something new. I'm ready for something to take place. Um, I want to get into the message today, and then we're going to have a time of worship because God wants to release some things during the worship time. Um, if you got your Bibles, turn with me. Did I tell you Joshua chapter 1? I'm going to go back to Deuteronomy 34. Those of you that keep looking to the screens, we're just having some computer issues right now. Normally, we have the words up there for worship. And, you know, I, I've got a PowerPoint that I spent hours and hours and hours on, but it's not going to be on the screen. But how many of you know God was there before PowerPoint and he'll be there after PowerPoint? Getting in an amen. Amen. I want to start back. Um, first of all, I just want to do a little review. But before I do review, how many of y'all love that rain? Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise for that rain. I'm telling you, it was nice to be able to have some rain in season today. And uh, we're going we're gonna to sow into your life. We're going to seed into your life. We're going to weave some things into your life. I want to go back and talk a little bit about in Exodus. Do you remember uh, a couple of weeks ago before Grady came in the creation uh, seminar that we had that we talked a little bit about three levels of freedom? Does anybody remember the three levels of freedom? I'm not going to give you a test today because you're like, oh, no, don't ask me what those levels of freedom are. Remember, it was about the Egyptians in Exodus when, I'm excuse me, the Israelites in, in Exodus where they were in bondage to Egypt. They had been there. Israel had been there for 430 years. Tell your neighbor and say, that's a long time. So go ahead, tell them that that's a long time, 430 years. So 430 years, they were in bondage. And many of you remember when Pharaoh, Moses went to Pharaoh and he said, here's the 10 plagues. We got to let our people go so they can go and they can worship for three days and, and, and be outside uh, uh, yeah, Egypt to be able to do that. And the first thing was the deliverance from Egypt. Now, that's number one. That's the first level of freedom. Remember that? Deliverance from Egypt. What is your Egypt today? What are some issues that are going on in your life? What are some difficulties that are taking place within your life? That's your Egypt. With the Israelites, they were in bondage 430 years, generation after generation. How many of you know it was a generational thing that was taking place? That's all a lot of them knew was what it would meant to be like in bondage in Egypt. So you've got to come out of that. And a lot of times we have some mindsets and ideas and thoughts that is still an Egypt thought. Can I say that? That's still back there when I was in bondage or on those things. It was still being in bondage. And how many of you know the Israelites, when they came out of Egypt, Pharaoh pursued. So when you try to come out of something, 
that something is going to try to pursue you. Oh, come on, somebody. Can I get an amen this morning? So it's that that thing's going to try to pursue you. It's going to try to come back on you. And some people are like, man, I've been trying to get rid of this. I've been trying to walk out of this in the past and all those things. And how many of you know that past will try to come back? But God has a way of cutting that off. The second thing that we talked a little bit about in, in review was the freedom, was learning the ways of God in the, in the wilderness. Israel had to go around the mountain. Remember, they went around the mountain some 40 years. They went around the mountain. They went around the mountain and some died off. And they went around the mountain and they went around the mountain for 40 years. They went around the mountain. They went around the mountain. They went around the mountain. There is in your wilderness, the reason they were going around the mountain was they were being taught the ways of God. They were being taught the ways of God. I had somebody that came up to me a few weeks ago and they were like, well, if I get out of Egypt and then I spend all this time, is it going to take me 40 years in the wilderness before I can enter into the promised land? I said, no, that was uh, that was millions of people, first of all. But what about you individually? It shouldn't take you 40 years to learn the ways of God. Well, it may. Because there, some people don't go to church, they don't read the Bible, they don't spend time in the Word, they don't spend time in prayer, then it may take them a little bit longer to understand those things, right? Those of us that, that, are, that are believers and followers of Christ that say, you know what, I am going to get in the Word of God, and I am going to pray, and I am going to cry out to God, and I am going to stand up and pray and declare and decree a thing, and it will be established, and I am going to live a life of forgiveness, and I am going to learn those things in the wilderness. How many of you know that there's a time that we're in, and we're in it for a learning period? So the first thing was deliverance out of Egypt. Say deliverance. That's the first thing. We've got to get out of Egypt to where we were. The second thing is we've got to, that we, they wandered around, they wandered around in the desert and they needed to learn the ways of God. Say God's ways. So we get deliverance, we understand God's ways, and then we talked a little bit about inheriting the promised land. So in your Bible, if you look at Exodus, that's when Israel was coming out. Then you've got, what, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and Joshua. So when we begin to get to where Joshua was, see, Joshua was the heir apparent to, to lead Israel. In other words, he was second in command, second in charge. He was going to begin to lead Israel. He was going to help them get into the promised land. See, Moses originally was to take the Israelites out of Egypt they learned the ways of God in the desert, in the wilderness, and then they were good. They could see the promised land. So I told you to turn to Joshua chapter 1, but I really want you to, to go back into Deuteronomy, and let's look at the last chapter of Deuteronomy at all. Mike, have you, were you able to, can you get that, nothing going on that yet? Okay, well, good. If you don't have a Bible, you can lean on to your neighbor, all right? We, you can lean on to your neighbor. If anybody needs a Bible, I've got some Bibles up here. Does anybody, does anybody not have a Bible that would like to have a Bible? Okay. You've got an electronic device or a Bible. Don't be without a word, the Word. We can, we can supply you with the Word. Amen? Okay. Take your electronic device, if that, those of you are... I'm going to use, I'm gonna use this, this iPad thing that I've got here now, so 
I'm learning how to use it in my learning curve. I'm, I'm wandering around in the wilderness because <laughs> I'm learning how to use it. And sometimes you touch it and it does some funny things and you're thinking, where did it go? Where is it? Is it out there in iCloud space? Come back. Please come back. Please return home. And the kids are going, I don't understand that. It never happens to me at all, you know. But, but those, those of me that is uh, the, some people that are like me that are challenged a little bit. Deuteronomy 34. We see, let me step back, let me step back. When Joshua was getting ready to take the Israelites into the promised land, it is like entering into a new era. Hello? Say new era. And I, and I, was, I was, yesterday morning, I was in, in prayer and I was writing some things down. And I was like, God, what are some things that you can show us that there that we are entering into a new era? That there are some things happening that haven't happened before or haven't happened a long but a long time ago. Can I get an amen? So as I do that, you know, and I enjoy sports and I enjoy that. And he he began to start showing me some things. Clemson University won the NCAA football championship. On a last second touchdown. A year ago, the NCAA basketball championship was determined by a last second three-point shot. So you got basketball, you got, you got football. I began to start thinking about Clemson. Clemson hadn't won a national championship in football since 1981. That was a long time, wasn't it? And I recently just happened in the women's NCAA tournament that there was a team that had 111 straight victories, and they lost. (laughs) I mean, 111 is amazing. It's a record. But how many of you know it's like it's time for somebody else? Can I get an amen? So we saw that happen, and this other team came up, uh, uh, Mississippi State, I believe it was, the women's team, beat that team, and that team hadn't lost for 111 games. That's like two and a half or three years or something they hadn't lost. They've been, they've been champions since that time. So that winning streak ended. It was the biggest upset. Listen to the new era. It was the biggest upset in women's basketball in the history of the NCAA. How many of you know the final four is going on now, but they're down to the final two? And I'm not saying this just because the University of North Carolina is in it. I'm not saying that at all. I, I'm, I'm not saying that at all. All right? So hear my heart. You know, all of you guys that know that I'm Carolina fan. But um, anyways, I'm just saying. Think about the final four. There was one team, Oregon, who had had gone into the final four and had never been there for 78 years. Say new era. There was another team that had not ever been to the final four before, and that's Gonzaga, and now they're in the championship game, and they have never been there before. Somebody say new era. There's a, and there's another team, South Carolina, had, had never been there before, period, and they qualified for the Final Four. Somebody say New Era. And then, and then we, we talked a little bit about Oregon, so we know that has taken place. And then the Lord began to direct me to the presidential election. How many of you know that there was a, the president that was elected 
that nobody thought this guy would get to be the president of the United States. He came out of nowhere, defied all the, all the, the statistics, defied all the polls, everything else. We are in a new era. Somebody say new era. Now, I haven't left some of you baseball fans out because I understand that the Chicago Cubs, when they won the World Series this past year, how long had it been since they had won the World Series? 108 years. And not only did they win the World Series, but they were down three games to two, won two games, won the, the game to tie at 3-3, then the, the seventh and deciding game went into extra innings in order for them to win it, and we are in a new era. Somebody say new era. So then I began to start thinking about technology, and I had to start looking this down, looking this up. Do you know that the Dow Jones, those of you that may have stocks and investments and whatever, it hit a all-time record high when it broke the 2,000 mark. That, excuse me, 20,000 mark. That's right, 20,000 mark, and that that was um, January 25th, 2017. Somebody say we're in a new era. I mean, we're in a new era. We're in a new place. I began to start thinking about some of the, 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 the technology. Are you guys seeing what technology is out there? There's robots. The, 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 you know, those, there, there's a couple movies. Um, gosh, what was Avatar? You know that movie? Do you know that there's the, the CEO of Amazon actually got into a robot like that, and they actually have those robots made? Do you guys know anything about 3D imaging? They're able to make things out of uh, 3Ds that, that is absolutely amazing of what's taken place, the technology that's out there. I, I'm gonna, just going to list a couple of them. How many of you know the iPhones are pretty much technology, aren't they? There's a lot of things out there. that Technology can be used for bad, but it can also be used for good also. So what about the robots, the phones, the 3D imaging? How many of you ever seen the self-driving cars? Whoa, I'm like a self-driving car. You know, this is kind of like, you know, we're getting to the Jetsons. Meet George Jetson. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, some of you are like, who's George Jetson? So, but, but think about the technology. If we're not in a new era where it comes to the technology, there is hologram technology. There's going to be able to have corporate meetings, and, and somebody's going to be able to show up in a hologram, and they're going to be able to talk to everybody that's in the room, and they're going to be able to look at this hologram. There, there, there is hologram technology that's out there. There is real-life transformers. They are developing real-life cars that can actually transform into something else. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, are you serious? There is actually types of fabric that they are weaving into that fabric. Some of them can create energy and electrodes that, uh, that, that actually will help heal the body from the outside in. Come on. Can you believe that? The, if you don't think we're in a new era, there is some technology out there that is absolutely uh, from outer space. Hello? It's actually from way out there that we're going, oh, my goodness. They are actually developing those things right now. So when you begin to start looking, at the new era in which we're in, it's all around you. So I want to encourage you guys, when you hear of something that you feel like that you go, oh, that's in the new era, 
text me, email me, tell me about that situation, that thing that's going on that is in a new era. Somebody say, we're in a new time. We're in a new season. Tell somebody, we're in a new time. We're in a new season. We're in a new era. And we know that the word era means a, 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 can mean a, a time of uh, development, of spiritual development. We are in a new era of spiritual development. Do you think the Israelites, after being in bondage for 430 years, when they came out, they were in a new era? They were in a whole way of doing things differently. Are you with me? They used to get mammon that was given to them every single morning, you know, six days, and it was twice then because one of the days was a Sabbath, and they would have enough manna that would last for those two days, and it was only on that day before the Sabbath, and they would receive that manna every single day. Now, guess what? They're, get, they're, in, they're getting ready to enter into the promised land, and how many of you know things are going to change? The Bible tells us, but I want to tell you, the manna was fixing to go away. But they were going to begin to eat the fruit in the land of milk and honey. So Joshua is beginning a new stage of development with the Israelites. Are you with me? And here's where it begins in Deuteronomy 34. Let me read this to you. Now Moses went up to the plains of Moab and Mount Nebo to the top of Pishgah which is opposite Jericho. Everybody, anybody remember Jericho? Yeah? Yeah, the walls came falling down, right? Right. That was, but there was one wall that didn't fall. Never mind. I'm not going to get into that tonight, today. And the Lord showed him all the land. So here he is. He takes, takes Moses up and he begins to start showing him all the land. Gilgad, as far as Dan and Naphtali and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh and all the land of Judah as far as the Western Sea. And then the Gev and the plain in the valley of Jericho and the city of palm trees as far as Zor. Then the Lord said to him, This is the land that I swore to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I, will have, I, I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. Oh, man. Look at me just a moment. There's still dispute today over this land the difference between palestine and the land that palestinians are wanting and what israel says is theirs and belongs to theirs comes from the word of god they didn't set the boundaries god did say god did god did so when god set the boundaries then israel says that's our boundaries and that settles it okay so let me go on because there's still dispute over that right now he says, um, I'm going to give it to your descendants, Moses, but you don't get to see it. Verse 5. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And they buried him in the valley of the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no man knows his burial place to this day. Although Moses was 120 years old when he died. How old was Moses? You guys are listening, aren't you? Oh, he's got the scriptures up. Thanks, Mike. Good job. Let's give Mike a hand back there. Yay. Good job. All right. Because, you know, there's nothing but pressure on him, you know, that he's putting on himself. We don't put any pressure on anybody, do we? Nah. No. It's just what it is. Um, Verse 7. Although Moses was 120 years old when he died, his eye was not dim, nor his vigor abated. 
So the sons of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days, and then the days and the weeping and the mourning Moses of Moses came to an end. Look here just a moment. I think there's a time that our weeping and mourning needs to end. I think there's a time in the in the Jewish culture that was 30 days. Now I know it's difficult. Don't don't get me wrong and I'm not making light of anything. When you have to deal with a loss of a person or thing or a, a job or whatever it is that's caused you sadness and hurt and pain. But I'm telling you, 20 years and we're still letting that be a badge on our chest? We got to get past that. Come on, can I get an amen from anybody? We got to get past that. Well, you know, this is what happened to me. And -and so-and-so abused me and did me wrong and all of that. And I'm not belittling any of that. That hurts. That is terrible. But you can't let that bondage keep you in Egypt when God's wanting to get you out of that, teach you his ways of healing, and enter into the promised land. See, a lot of us want to get free, but yet we're never really free because we're still either walking around in the wilderness trying to figure out what God's done. And God says, I'm do- I've done it. I'm going to set you free. Just seek me and find me and-, and you will have me. Come on. And I will be your healer. I will be everything that you need me to be. And God's saying, look, don't wear that badge anymore. Take that badge off. Let me put you and clothe you in righteousness. Let me clothe you as a child of the most high God. Let me chose you as a son or a daughter of God and then you are now that is your badge and when that is your badge you can step out of the pain and the hurt that's been there for 20 years and it's time for us to get free because we got somewhere we got to go we got a place we got to get to can I get an amen okay so think about that just a moment I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into this I want to pray for you first of all as we're gonna see as Joshua begins to lead a new generation there's challenging times ahead. Does this sound like f- familiar to where you are today? We're getting into challenging times, but there's those challenging times that are ahead. Let me just pray for you right now. Father, I know that this word of God today is from you. It's your word. And that we're able to see Joshua in a way that we've not seen before. And we're able to see him enter in to a new era, a new place, a new stage of development. God, we thank you that you give us ears to hear, give us revelation and give us wisdom and also give us understanding. In Jesus' name, I pray. And everybody said amen. Okay, so check this out. Let's go to Joshua chapter 1. Mike, if you want, we'll go into Joshua chapter 1. In Joshua, you can really see that, first of all, God encourages Joshua. And if God encourages Joshua, do you think he's going to encourage you? If God will encourage Joshua, don't you think he's going to encourage you? I mean, how many, how many of you have ever been encouraged by the Lord? That you, that you really know that, okay, God, I know you encouraged me. That's right. There's many hands. And a lot of times we may not realize it and identify with it and say, wait a minute, that God, that was you encouraging me because I couldn't get through this. 
I was helping one of my grand, my grandson with a mathematical problem, and he was struggling with it. And we were, you know, me, I'm like, good grief. I got to go a long ways back here. So let me go back. And I, I go back to the beginning, and I start looking at what I said. Did they teach you this? Did they teach you this? That, yeah, did you? This is, this is to the third time. So you take 10 times 10 and 10, you know what I mean? And, and I went back in it, and I'm thinking, they're learning this in the fourth grade? I was like, Wow. So I went back, and he, he was struggling with it. But guess what? We found the wisdom. He found the, the process, and it began to unlock it. And, man, it was simple to him then. Once he started applying that. How many of you know the Word of God can be that way to you? The Word of God can be that way to us. When we begin to start looking at it. Now, all of a sudden, Joshua here, he's, he's, he's all of a sudden going to step into some responsibility. The Lord encouraged Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to read verses 1 through 9. Now it came about that after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead now. Therefore, arise, cross this Jordan and all this people, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the sons of Israel. I'm going to pause there just a moment. There is a covenant, say covenant. There is a covenant that God made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Moses, and has turned around now and said, Joshua, this covenant was made with you also. Because you're, you're, you're the Israelite clan. You are the leader now. Moses is gone. He's dead. We've mourned for 30 days. Are you with me? And there's a time that all of a sudden we look up and we begin to start seeing this covenant. When God says it's yours, is it yours? Let me say that again. And God says in his word that he will do it, will he do it? So when you begin to look at that, is he going to take it back? Is he going to say, well, you know, I reneged on that Indian giver. I just you know, wanted you to have it, but I decided not to. I guess that's a cultural thing that I was grown up with. Didn't work here. I apologize for that. God says it's yours. Is it yours? Is he going to take it back? Okay. Romans eleven twenty nine. Don't turn there, but I just want to tell you. It says that the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. There's another scripture that says the kingdom is given to you. The kingdom of God. God's kingdom is given to you because it is your father's good pleasure to give it to you. Does he want to have you live and operate in the kingdom of God? Is he going to take that back? Romans, I think it's, it's Romans 14, 8. It says, I think, you, I can't remember. It says the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. So it's righteousness, joy, and peace. Does God want you to have peace? Does he want you to take on Jesus' righteousness? See, because you try to establish your own righteousness, it's not going to work. If it's about you doing works and you being involved in work, it's about work, 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 then we're going we're gonna to erase the cross and what Jesus has done. But we're not erasing the cross because it's not about works. It's about the righteousness that Jesus has. And when we understand his righteousness, then you're forgiven even when you mess up. Come on. Somebody should be shouting hallelujah. I'm telling you. 
I, I, got, I got to get fired up here because if I don't get fired up, then y'all are not going to get fired up. Let me go back to the word of God. He tells him, he says, to the land which I'm giving to them, the sons of Israel, every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you. Just as I spoke to Moses from the wilderness to this Lebanon, even as the far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, as far as the great sea toward the setting of the sun will be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Sound familiar? He goes on in verse 6. He says, be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Somebody say inheritance. This is about an inheritance that God has said, look, this is an inheritance, an inheritance that was given at the very beginning with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and it's passed to Moses and Joshua. It's an inheritance that is yours. You just got to go in and get it. He goes on and he says, only be strong and courageous. Be careful to do all that the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may have success in wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. Anybody want some success? (laughs) That's what that's in us. There's a DNA within us that wants to succeed that wants to succeed. God's put that within us. Verse 9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord God is with you wherever you go. The Lord God is with you wherever you go. We need to. It's time. It's time, church. It's time. Say, it's time. It's time for us to move into our possession. It's time for us to inherit the promised land. There's something out there that God says it's yours. You've inherited and you've just got to begin to step and to walk into it. But how many of you realize that there's a Jordan between you and the promised land? There is something that's going to try to hold you back for you not to get in to what God has for you to get into. Whether it's, whether it's some things that we've done, whether it's the enemy that's trying to hold us back and let us believe a lie that he's, he's tried to get us to believe he spoke into our lives. But we are going to have to see things differently. We're going to have to see things differently. We're going to have to see things differently. It is not wrong for you to possess the promised land that God has for you. And a lot of people are like, oh, you're going to church, so you're all holier than thou, huh? Oh, yeah, you're just trying to get I know what you did last night. I know what was going on in your life. I know the issues you've been dealing with, and you're trying to go and cover it all up. No, I'm just trying to, because I, I am 
born again and I am trying to follow my God and I'm trying to follow my king and there's some things that are dropping off of me and it may take a day or two or three days or 20 days or 60 days or it may take a year or two but I know this when I look back there's still some stuff that is falling off that I am not going to resurrect and I'm going to step out of in my life and it may be a process it may be a journey but I'm not going to quit because there is a land flowing with milk and honey that I can see and God you said I can have it and I want to have it I want to experience it I want to have that peace in the middle of difficult circumstances I want to have wisdom when I don't know what to do God when I don't know what to do I trust you there's a song that we sing that says I trust you God when I don't know what's going on when I don't understand it I still trust you that's what I want in my life and Shelly and I want it for all and everybody that's here today hallelujah we're possessing our inheritance say I'm going to get it come on tell somebody say I'm getting mine come on I'm going to get mine and some people are like well you just being greedy that is not greedy in fact, if I don't get mine, if I don't pursue mine, then I'm not doing what the Word of God says I should do. And now, how about that being greedy? Come on, somebody. Can I get an amen? All right, I got, I got a couple points that I want to give you. That Three things that I want to show you that you can, through the Word of God right here, that you can begin to do, utilize to try to inherit your promised land. Number one, be strong and courageous. Say that. Be strong and courageous. Guys, listen. You got to be strong. People are going to come against you. Things are going to come against you. Circumstances are going to try to work against you. And you have got to be strong. 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 I'm country strong. I heard somebody one time years ago, they were like, man, you strong. I'm like, I'm country strong. Meaning I didn't work out in a gym. I worked out with bales of hay and I worked out with rope and cattle and I worked out are you with me I worked out in the country because that's what I did I got country strong you're going to have to be country strong you're going to have to be gym strong you're going to have to be athletic strong and it's in you to be strong because when you're weak God says he is strong so you can be strong come on in the Lord in the, in Christ I move and breathe and have my being it's in him that I can accomplish all things it's in him that I move and I got to do what I got to do. It's in him. Joshua is not, he's not telling Joshua, do it without me. You know, there's a, there, there's a movie out called The Shack. And in that movie, it was the, the, one of the parts that I liked in that movie was, was Jesus was with this guy. Is, have anybody seen that movie? A few of you have seen. Okay. Jesus is with that guy. And it's funny. And they're out there running on the water. I mean, it's like they're running across the water. And Jesus and that guy, and they're running across the water, and they're running, and the guy's like, I can do all, I can do these things, right? And later on in the movie, all of a sudden, the guy decides he's gonna, he, he goes out and he's like, he's so used to being with Jesus, and they're running on the water, that he goes from the shore, and he starts to go out in the water, and he's not, he's not walking on the water, he starts to sink. And he looks over, and Jesus says, it usually works better when I, when I'm with you. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that is so, I mean, to me, it was like, bing, light bulb moment. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. A lot of times, we'll just try to do it without him. And when we do it without him, we, we, it, it, we sink. 
So he goes on and he says, be strong and courageous. You're going to have to be strong and courageous. Verse 6, be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land, which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and what? Everybody, what? Very courageous. Okay, be careful to do according to the law which Moses, your servant, commanded you. Do not turn from the right or to the left so that you'll have success wherever you go. So the first thing I want you to remember is you're going to have to be strong and courageous. It's, it, when I am weak, he is Being a Christian, you can't be wimpy. And there's some people that have given that to just say, oh, everything's going to be all right. No, all hell broke loose when I gave my life to Christ. Can I say the word, that word? It's, it's in the Bible. But, but think about this. Think about this. Think about it. Think about it. Because you left the kingdom of dark and now you walk in to the kingdom of his light. Are you with me? Now all of a sudden, there's a trade that's been made. Remember we were talking about a trading floor? Trading floor. A trading floor. Let's trade. Let's exchange. You exchange darkness for light. You exchange death for Eternal life in heaven. Come on with God. Amen? Yeah. See, there was an exchange that was taking place. I preach a lot of times at some of the funerals about the great exchange. Where I see people that, that wear hats and they've exchanged that hat for a crown. There's an exchange that's given. There's an exchange that's made. And it's always a glorious exchange. Anytime you're exchanging something with God, it's good. Come on. I think I'm, you know, my kids, my grandkids, they're going to come up and they're going to like, you know, I want to, I want to something good to eat. And we're like, okay, take out the trash. And guess what they exchange for that for? Something good to eat. Are you with me? Oh, I'll go do it and do it. It's done. Then they come back and it's like, I did that. Okay, here's a little exchange. I'm not talking about works. I'm just talking about anything you exchange with God. It's going to be good. Say it's going to be good. The second thing that I want to share with you about your inheritance is this, is that you got to do it God's way. Do it God's way. Say it with me. Do it God's way. So number one, you got to be strong and courageous. Number two, you got to do it God's way. We're trying to do it without Jesus, and it's not working. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. You got to do it God's way. When you look at the Israelites, they spent 40 years, they're running around, going around the same mountain because they were learning the ways of God. The ways of Moses were being taught to them for 40 years. The laws in Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, those things were being taught. But you got to be able to do it God's way. Joshua 1 8, he says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall what? Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be able and be careful to do, to do, to do, to do. Some of us are so. 
busy saying Jesus has done it that we feel like we don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything as far as relationship with Christ of overcoming sin because God sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He's paid the debt for sin once and for all. You don't have to pay that debt. Somebody ought to give the Lord some praise just for that alone. I don't have to pay for that. Christ has paid that for me. But because I love God and have a relationship with Christ, that I want to be able to do the things that God wants me to do. And he wants you to do the things that he wants you to do because you got to be his hands. you got to be his feet. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. He's not going to come down and move the chairs or teach the children or, or, or get a cold glass of water or run the sound or do the projection system. He wants you to be able to do those things because he's created you in his image and in his likeness and that's what it's all about it's for us to be able to do I don't do because I have to I do because I want to because of what he's done for me and if there's anything that I am so grateful for it's the cross at Calvary the shed blood of Jesus the death burial and oh yeah what about the resurrection baby yeah hallelujah Oh, come on, I'm preaching better than y'all amen and out here today. Am I in the right church here tonight, today? Come on, somebody. I've been up so long that I'm just like, okay, y'all are in the evening. It's the evening hours for me because I've been up since early morning. Be strong and courageous. He goes on and he says, don't let the law depart from your mouth. Now, listen, this is a Hebrewism. What that Hebrewism is, is sometimes words say one thing, but they mean something. So if you're going to take it literally, then what are you going to do? You're going to not say a word. I can't let it depart from my mouth. That's not what he's saying. He's saying don't lose sight of it. Don't lose sight of speaking it. Are you with me? So there's three things that you ought to understand. First of all, you got to talk it. Say talk it. you got to talk the word. Are you talking the word? Are you talking the word? Are you talking the word? Are you talking against the word? Are you speaking words of life? Are you sowing seeds of life? Are you sowing seeds of discord or discontentment or bad attitude? Are you with me? What are you sowing? We, we got to talk about it. You may know only one scripture, and it may be trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. Well, then speak that out. So when he's talking about when that don't let it depart from your mouth, he's talking about don't let the principles and the precepts leave you, but take the word of God and continually speak on it, continually to talk about it. This is what God has done. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done, right? He healed my body, he healed my mind. He set me free just in time. I'm going to praise his name. I, I, I was, I, I couldn't find anybody to sing this song at a funeral one time. Did I tell you all about this? I couldn't find anybody to sing this song at a funeral one time. And I talked to Susan and I talked to Angela and those that could sing and it went, and they thought they might be able to and couldn't. And all of a sudden, so, um, Pastor Dean, Dean Cullop, if some of you remember Pastor Dean, you remember Pastor Dean. And I said, you know what? It's not a problem. I'll sing it. I sang it after the funeral. My wife said, don't do that ever again, please. Please don't do that. 
But once in a while, there's just an anointing that comes on me. <laughs> I, I want to sing and I sing. I make a joyful noise. Praise God. How many of I, I just am saying, I may not be in tune, but it's going to be a joyful noise unto the Lord. And the angels in heaven are going to join me. And they're going to make it sound really good when it gets to the Father, right? And he's going to say, oh, Eric is singing down there. And then you all get a great joy of laugh and that laughter. And then see, that's one of the great fruits of the Spirit is joy. Say joy. So y'all can have some joy this morning. Amen? That's what's in the promised land. Come on. Joy's in the promised land. He wants us to operate within that promised land. So the first thing there, there's three things real quickly, is don't let it depart from your mouth, meaning you need to talk about it. Say talk about it. Okay. The second thing is the Scripture says you shall what? Meditate on it day and night, meaning you not only need to talk about it, but you need to think about it. Think about it. Hey, think about it. I'm telling you, think about it. You know what I'm saying to you, man? You need to just think a little more about the decisions that you make throughout the day. Do you understand? Think about it. That's what he's saying. You know, that might be an Italian kind of thinking there. That's there. Or the mafia. You, need, you know, maybe we need that. The Holy Spirit can be our mafia and go, uh, he does it this way. You might want to think about that, Bryce, but maybe he needs to go, think about it. <laughs> If he said, think about it, I'd be going, okay, okay, let me rethink that thing. Um, uh, okay, I don't need to do this. I don't need to do this. I don't need to do that. But think about it. He's not only do we speak it out, not only do we talk about it, but we got to think about it. Think about it. Think about the word. Meditate on it. Think about it. You know why? Because your transformation is based on you thinking about the word and then in it becoming the next thing, which you've got to act on it. Okay, so that's the next thing. Not only do you think about it, you got to do according to all that is written in it means act about it. Act on it, act on it, act on it, act on it, act on it. I got to ask for forgiveness. She's like, really? I'm just using you as an example. Thank you for being nice. I I, got to ask for forgiveness. I thought about this, but I said something the other day and it really wasn't right. And I want to know if you'll forgive me. Will you forgive me? Could I hear that louder? Absolutely. Okay. Guess what? I've thought about it. Now I've acted on it. And sometimes people are like, Pastor, I need to come up. I, I need to ask you for your for forgiveness. I'm like, what is? And they'll say something to me, and I'm thinking, I don't remember. I don't. But if it's bothering you, here you go. You're released. Bless you. Bless you. I'm sorry I did that. You with me? I want to make it right. Doesn't the Scripture say to live in peace with all men and be holy for I am holy? So he says, not only talk about it, think about it, but what? That's why James says, faith without works is... We need to start being doers of it. And you are, you are, but keep going. Because if you're going to enter into your promised land, you're not only going to speak about it and think about it, you got to go and take it. Come on, somebody. And sometimes it's like, wait a minute, I don't want to, I don't want to, what are they going to say to me? I'm like, what's Father going to say? I want to please him more than I want to please anybody else. 
Can I get an amen? So not only do we talk about it, we think about it, we act on it. Three things about your inheritance, I think, be strong and courageous. Do it. Number two is what? Do it God's way. Do it God's way. And the third one, real quick, is God is always with you. Joshua 1.9. Let's look at that scripture real quick. I think I may have that on the next one. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. And he goes on and says, Do not tremble or be dismayed for, say it with me, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I think there's a New Testament scripture that says, Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The Holy Spirit is with us, in us, teaches us, comforts us. Can I get an amen here? Y'all getting something here today? That, that he touches, he comforts us. And then he leads us and he guides us and he tries to direct, uh, direct us when I'm listening. But he's with you wherever you go. Well, pastor, that's really weird because I had to go to the latrine and you're telling me that God's with me. God is with you wherever you go. He's with you when you go to the grocery store. He's with you when you go here. He's with you when you're in this situation. He's with you when you're in that situation. Come on, somebody. The Holy Jesus said, I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. The love of God is unconditional. He loves you even in the middle of your mess, in your struggles, in your difficulties, in all of those things. God continues to love you. I'm going to have the worship team, if you guys will come on up. I'm going to have you sing a couple more songs. God is with you wherever you go. And if we would just kind of start walking in our lives and understand in our lives that Holy Spirit is there with us, wanting to lead us and guide us. Now, how many of you know God is a gentle God. He's not one that's going to walk over there and grab you. Well, there may be times where you may experience that, but I'm going to come over here with you. Uh, and he come, you know what I mean? I mean, here's, here's my understanding of the Lord. God leads and Satan pushes. God leads and Satan pushes. It's push. You ever met somebody? Oh, you need to buy it now. You need to get it now. You got to get it now. You know, there's four other people. If you don't get it, you got to get it. Give me now. Give me now. Give me now. Give me now. Hey, you got to get it now. Get it now. Give me now. Give me that hundred dollars now. I got to have the hundred dollars now. Give me now. Give it now. Give it now. If you don't get it, these people are going to get it. You got to get it. It's the last one. There's no way that you're going to ever get it. You know what I'm telling you? You need to do walk away. Wait. Wait on it. Because God will lead you. And there's sometimes where you got to get it, you got to get it, you got to get it. Now, if I don't get it, it's the last one. You got to get it, it's the last one, it's the last one. It's the last one. Are you kidding me? Do you know how much technology is? It's going to change. You better get this. It's the latest and the greatest. It's the latest and the greatest. It is now this year, but next year it's not going to be. So I'm waiting on some technology. Shelly wants me to trade in my MS-DOS processor. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you all remember that? Remember those? Yeah. And it was like, why don't you upgrade? Oh, guess what God was trying to do for the Israelites 
was to give them an upgrade into the promised land, into a land flowing with milk and honey. Come on, somebody. Into a land where they could have peace. Into the land. There was going to be some war. There's going to be some difficulty. But he said, hey, I've promised you this land because Joshua and Caleb were the only original ones out of the spies that said, wait a minute. God said it's ours. Then it should be ours. Then I'm going to walk into that. I want to experience that. I want to have part of that. These things that you got to know, you got to be strong and courageous. And if you'll continue to do it God's way, no matter what the results are, continue to do it God's way and to know this, that God is with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. If Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, God said, hey, I'm going to be with you. I'm not giving up on you. Don't you give up on me. I am faithful to you. Don't you quit being faithful to me. I want you to learn. I want you to grow. I want you to mature. I want you to have everything. I want some land with some milk and honey. I love me some milk and honey now, y'all. I love me some milk and honey. And I want to enter in to that promised land. That's my inheritance. Somebody needs to give the Lord a shout of praise and a hallelujah. Come on, I want us to begin to start praising the King of kings and Lord of lords. I want us to begin to start praising Him today. And I want you to think about this message that He's always with you. He's not giving up on you. And some of you may have a destiny and a plan and a purpose that may have you think it's been thwarted, but God says it's not. Let's give Him some praise. Come on, put your hands together before the Lord this morning. You know that I have, I've had visitations into heaven. And so I had one this morning as I was here. So if you'll just close your eyes and go with me, then I'll tell you the message that Jesus gave me. So I opened the gate. And I started up the stairs. Remember, they're glass. They look like glass. There's no rails on either side. But then angels were on either arm there were many angels and they took me up to the door and God was waiting at the door and I still couldn't stand so the angels took me over to the throne where God the Father was and Jesus at his right hand the Holy Spirit watching us The angels held me up. And I was just dumbfounded to be in that place once again. To see the lightning and hear the thunder and the choirs of angels singing. And God said to me, I want you to take this message to my people. And tell them, I love them so much. And I have so much for them. And I'm doing a new thing in this whole world. Not just the U.S., but in the whole world. I'm beginning to manifest myself to people groups. And they're amazed. And they're frightened. And yet they're willing to come to me. Tell them I'm sending 
angels that remove stumbling blocks from their path. And that's their job. And they're going to remove the hindrances that are keeping you, my body, from coming into my presence and hearing for yourself what I want you to do, where I want you to go, the destiny I've already planned, and I wrote it in your book before you even were born, actually before time began. So today, just take that message back and tell them they don't have to stumble over anything again. I'm removing them. My angels know exactly what to do. And they'll show you those things that maybe you didn't realize were hindering you. And then you'll be able to say, Great is our Lord. Just with your eyes closed a moment. Stephanie said she felt that the Lord was, there was a healing anointing in the house. A healing anointing. Who do you know in your mind that needs healing? We already know about Lowell. I was thinking about Ron Whiteneck. Some of us here in the body need healing, but I want you to bring that up to the Lord. And I want you to begin to start speaking over them right now in the spirit. Just begin to speak over and say, receive the healing in Jesus' name. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. We have documented undeniable reports from a doctor that this is one diagnosis and then when the person went back, the diagnosis had changed and that person was healed. We have that verifiable. Begin to declare that over that person that you've done it for one, you'll do it for another. Begin to start thinking in the word of God those that, you know, blind Bartimaeus that he healed and Zacchaeus that, that he, he delivered. <laughs> How about... Um, how about the man that that uh, that had that Jesus spit in the mud and put it on his eyes and 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 he began to receive healing? What about the withered hand? What about the lepers? Just begin to now bring that person to the throne room of God because Virginia said in the prophetic word that she went up these stairs, right? So you just take that person right up into the stairs, into the into the heavens, into the courtroom of heaven, or into the heavenly realms with you. And just say, this is the person, this is the healing, God. We just declare healing over them right now in Jesus' name. I declare blood pressures to return to normal in Jesus' name. We declare the, the cancerous cells to leave bodies in Jesus' name. We declare that MS is, has to bow down to the name of Jesus Christ. We declare, God, that there's healing in our mind, physically, mentally, in our uh, physically in our bodies, mentally within our minds right now, in Jesus' name. Father, we just release that healing 
We, we know, I, I know of Manly that needs to, to continue, to, that healing needs to continue. And some may have received it so far that it just needs to exponentially begin to accelerate right now. Just begin to start, just be, begin to bring for them. Pray for that person right now in the name of Jesus. You've got aunts and uncles and friends and family members. Pray for them. There's some, if it's not a physical healing, maybe it's an emotional healing. Maybe it's a, a, a marriage or, or, or divorce or maybe it's a loss of a loved one or maybe it's a family member that you know. Maybe that you just begin to bring that to them. Maybe even during this time of the fires that there's some some farmers and ranchers and that 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 need healing uh that need healing in their finances that need supernatural healing on the land just begin to start declaring that healing that's taking place we declare that the flus and the flu symptoms have to go we we declare that diabetes has to go in the name of jesus I, I declare that arthritis, arthritis has to go. You guys are bringing this up into the throne room. You guys are, are bringing this up. You guys are, are bringing this forth before the Lord today. We're almost done. Just continue to stand in here. We're, we're almost finished. God's continuing to work today. You got to be strong and you got to be courageous. You can come to the throne room of God boldly, boldly come to the Father and say, Father, this is the situation. This is what's going on. He knows it, but you confess it to Him. Maybe there's healing over past hurts and pains that God wants you to step out of into that freedom today. He wants to deliver you out of Egypt today. He wants to get you into the Word of God today. He wants you to bring you into the promised land today. Just begin to receive that this morning. Just begin to receive that this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Who is that person? Just bring that person's name to the throne this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to use these stones a minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want everyone just to take a look up here. These are 12 stones. Those are the stones from the tribe. I want to encourage you to read Joshua this week, okay? Read the book of Joshua. I want you to hear about some of the battles that Israel had to go through. When they crossed over the Jordan, they had one stone from each tribe that they left as a memorial. Okay? Once they crossed over, they left that stone. Why? Because they said when later generations come along and you're children and grandchildren go hey what are those stones about you can tell of the marvelous wonderful thing that jesus had done come on somebody there's memorial stones that are left there there's things in your life that are a memorial stone that others need to hear that god is real and god is a god of love amen will you stand to your feet i want to just pray for you guys everybody to your feet that today i just want us to begin to begin to release a blessing on your lives today if you just lift your hand up to the lord this morning just kind of in surrender you know father we declare that we are coming out of egypt say this after me i am coming out of egypt father we just declare right now in the name of jesus that we are learning your ways say i am learning your ways 
And now we also declare right now and decree that we are entering in to our inheritance that's the promised land. Say this after me. Say, I am ready to go in to my promised land. Help me, Lord. Give me strength, Lord. Give me courage, Lord. Teach me your ways, Lord. And you are with me. You will never leave me. Come on, everybody. You will never leave me. Nor forsake me. Be with me. In Jesus' name. Now give Jesus a great big praise in the house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, this morning, we want to invite you. This morning, we want to invite you. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord, the Scripture says that the Holy Spirit has to woo you. Because there's a lot of times people might say, well, you need Jesus, but without the Holy Spirit wooing them, they aren't coming. But if that's you today, or if that's you today that needs prayer, then we've got some prayer teams for you. So we're going to dismiss for you guys today. Go forth in His blessing and His power and His might. And to know we're going to talk about inheritance next week that you can walk in to your promised land. Let's go in and get that which is ours. Amen? Tell somebody next to you, say, it's yours. It's your inheritance. We're going to talk about that next week. You guys just be blessed. Go forth in His power and His might today. God bless you. You are dismissed.